0: Introduction, and Days 1 and 2, of Think Well on It, or Reflections on the Great Truths of the Christian Religion for Every Day of the Month, by Bishop Bishop Richard Challoner. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Introduction. Make choice of a proper time and place for recollection, and shut the door of thine heart As much as possible against the world with all its distracting cares and affections, place thyself in the presence of God, representing his incomprehensible majesty to thyself by a lively faith, as filling heaven and earth, or as residing with all his attributes in the very center of thy soul. Prostrate thyself in spirit before him to adore this sovereign Lord. Make an entire offering of thyself to him, humbly begging his pardon for all thy past treasons against him. Implore his light and grace with fervor and humility, that the great truths of the gospel may make so deep an impression on thy soul that thou mayest effectually learn to love and fear him. Read the chapter for the day leisurely and with serious attention, in allowing thy soul time to digest what thou art reading. Pause more particularly on those points which affect thee most, that thy reading may partake the more of the nature of mental prayer, endeavor to draw from thy considerations such affections as are suitable to the subject by exciting, for example, in thy soul the fear and love of God, confidence in his goodness, gratitude for his benefits, a horror of sin, and sincere repentance for thy past sins etc. Then open thy heart as much as possible to these affections, that so these great and necessary virtues may take the deeper root in thy soul. Conclude with resolving on amendment of life, insisting in particular on those failings to which thou art most subject, and firmly determining within thyself to put the resolutions thou hast made in execution upon such occasions as may occur that very day. Reflect frequently on the course of the day, on the chief points of the subject of thy consideration, lest the enemy rob thy soul of this divine seed, by making thee quickly forget what thou hast been reading and considering. First Day On the Necessity of Consideration Consider first those words of the prophet Jeremiah. With desolation is the whole earth laid waste, because there is no one who thinks in his heart. Jeremiah 12.11 And reflect how true it is that the want of consideration on the great truths of Christianity is the chief source of all our evils. Alas, the greatest part of mankind seldom or never think either of their first beginning or last end. They neither consider who brought them into this world, nor for what end, nor reflect on that eternity into which they are just about to step. Hence all their pursuits are earthly and temporal, as if they were only made for this life, or were always to dwell here. The thoughts of death, judgment, heaven, and hell make but little or no impression upon them, because they do not allow them to sink deep into their souls, by the means of serious consideration they run on with their eyes shut to the precipice of a miserable eternity and then only begin to think when they find themselves lodged in that place of woe where the worm shall never die and their fire shall never be quenched ah my poor soul be thou careful that this not be thy case consider secondly though we cannot be saved without knowing God and loving him above all things. Now we can neither know nor love him as we ought without the help of consideration. It is this which discovers to us the infinite perfections of this sovereign being, his charming beauty, his eternal love, and all the benefits which he has bestowed upon us, his most undeserving and ungrateful creatures, all which, alas, make no impression on us without serious consideration. Everything about us, the heavens, the earth, and all creatures therein, cease not to preach God unto us and invite us to love him. But without consideration we remain deaf to the voice of the whole creation. We are like those that have eyes and see not, ears and hear not. Ah, the great and dreadful mischiefs that flow from the want of the true knowledge of God which is the fruit of daily consideration. It is not upon this account that the whole world is overrun with wickedness and that hell opens wide its tremendous jaws, devouring without end or number the unhappy children of Adam, because God is forgotten, because there is no knowledge of God upon the earth. O.C. 4.1 Consider, thirdly, that in order to save our souls, we must... Be sensible of our own misery and corruption, that we may become humble and diffident in ourselves. We must know our irregular inclinations and passions, that we may fight against them and overcome them. We must study and watch over the motions of our own hearts, that we may not be surprised by sin and sleep in death. And how can this all-necessary knowledge of ourselves, this science of the saints, be acquired without the help of daily consideration? ah how unhappy are they who know all things and yet are strangers to themselves let us then daily pray with saint augustine te Novirum te noviram me lord grant me the grace to know thee lord grant me the grace to know myself and let us labor to acquire these two most necessary sciences by frequent consideration consider fourthly That in order to nourish in our souls the wholesome fear of God, which is the beginning of true wisdom, and spur ourselves on in the way of virtue, we must also seriously reflect on the enormity of sin and the hatred God bears unto it. On the dreadful effect of sin in the soul, and on the multitude of our own sins in particular, on the vanity, misery, and deceitfulness of the world, on the comfort and happiness. That attend a virtuous life, on the shortness of time and the awful length of a miserable eternity, on the certainty and the uncertainty of death, on the sentiments we should have when we come to die, and on the small number of the elect, etc. Ah, Christians, let us not neglect this great means of salvation. It was the consideration of these truths that made so many saints, that has so often reclaimed even the most abandoned sinners. Oh, what a profound lethargy must not that soul be immersed in, which is not roused by the thunder of those dreadful truths, death, judgment, hell, eternity. Consider fifthly the bitter but fruitless repentance of the damned concerning their past folly for having thought so little on those things on which they shall now think for an endless eternity, senseless wretches as we were, we once had time when by thinking upon this miserable eternity we might have escaped it. Those endless joys of heaven were offered to us at a cheap rate, when a little reflection might have put us in the way of securing to ourselves the everlasting possession of them. But We would not think then, and now, alas, it is too late. O my soul, learn to be wise, By their misfortune reflect in this thy day on the things that appertain to thy eternal peace think well on thy last end meditate on the great truths of the gospel for thou must either think of them now or hereafter when the thought of them will only serve to aggravate thy misery for all eternity second day on the end of our creation consider first o christian soul that so many years ago thou wast not yet come into the world, and that thy being was a mere nothing. The world has lasted nearly six thousand years, with innumerable transactions and revolutions in every nation. And where wast thou all the while? Alas, thou wast engulfed in the deep abyss of nothing, infinitely beneath the condition of the meanest creature. And what couldst thou do in such a state? Learn then to humble thyself, whatever advantages thou mayest enjoy of nature or grace, since of thyself thou art nothing, and all that thou hast above nothing has been given or lent thee by thy Maker. Ah, poor wretch! What hast thou, then, to be proud of? Or what canst thou call thy own, but nothing and sin, which is worse than nothing? Consider, secondly, that the Almighty Hand of God, descending into the deep abyss of nothing, has drawn thee forth from thence and given thee the being thou now enjoyest, the most accomplished and perfect of any in this visible world, capable of knowing and loving God in this life and designed for the enjoyment of everlasting happiness with him in the next. Admire and adore the bounty of thy God, who from all eternity has designed this being for thee, preferable to so many millions of others, which he has left behind, that had as fair a title to a being as thou hadst. Look forward into that immense eternity for which thou hast been created, and thankfully acknowledge that the love thy God bears thee has neither beginning nor end, but reaches from eternity to eternity. Consider, thirdly, that being created by Almighty God, and having received thy whole being from him, Thou, by the justest of all titles, belongs to him, and art obligated to consecrate to his service all thy prayers, faculties, and senses, and art guilty of a most crying injustice, as often as thou abusest any part of thy being, by employing it in the pursuit of vanity and sin. Ah, my poor soul, how little have we heretofore thought of this! How small a part of our thoughts, words, and deeds! has been referred to him who is our first beginning, and therefore ought to be the last end of all our actions. Be confounded at so great an abuse. Repent and amend. Consider, fourthly, that God who gave thee thy being, and who created all things else in this visible world for thy service, has created thee for himself alone. Not that he stood in need of thee, or can receive from thee any increase or addition to his happiness, but that he might give thee his grace in this life and the endless joys of his kingdom in the next. Stand astonished, O Christian soul, at the bounty of thy Creator in making thee for so noble an end. And since thou wert made for God, be ashamed to content thyself with anything less than God. Learn then to condemn all that is earthly and temporal, as things beneath thee and unworthy of thy affection, lament thy past folly and that of the greatest part of mankind, who spend their days in vain amusements and restless cares, about painted toys and mere trifles, seldom or never thinking of that great end for which alone they came into this world. Consider, fifthly, that all the powers and faculties of thy soul, viz., thy will, thy memory, thy understanding, and all the senses and parts of thy body were given thee by thy Creator, as so many means to attain this end of thy creation, to be employed during thy short abode in this transitory life, in the service of thy God, and to conduct thee to the eternal enjoyment of him in the sweet repose of his blessed kingdom. Alas, my soul, have we not perverted all these gifts of our Maker by turning them all against the Giver? Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Pardon our past treasons, and give us grace to begin now to be wise for eternity. End of Introduction in Day 1 and 2